you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant. Still fully vaccinated and boosted and still dodging variants like Neo in the Matrix. Well, we we finally put week 15 to bed just in time to wake up for week 16. So we will dive into that. It's the next round of the fantasy playoffs. Congratulations to all of those of you who made it on through. Meanwhile, we're joined by producer Justin and the specialist, a cast of dozens that help us put on this show. Show. And joined on screen, as always, by Michael F. Florio. Uh, this, I was going to say this is like the longest week ever, but I feel like we, we had these last year. We actually had Wednesday games last year. So technically, last week was not the longest week ever. It just felt like it. Yeah, it, it definitely did. It. I mean, congratulations to those of you who are still playing. Uh, I had a couple of teams bounce this week, Marcus, and I don't know. It, it's, it, it stinks, but I'm like, at least, you know, like I – we had football, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic about it. 
I know I completely understand. The, the other part of it is there is, you know, as much as you don't want to lose in the playoffs, there is sort of that that small joy in being able to just click one more one more team off the list, off the registry. Like I I, I bookmark all my leagues, and so I can just take one more bookmark off. Uh, it's you know, it's a little bit nicer at least. It it, clear, it, it clears up some of the clutter uh, on my my navigation bar a little bit. So uh, we got plenty to talk about on the show today. We are one step from championship week. Should Dak be on your bench? We do our best to keep you updated on who's available and who's not with the ever-shifting COVID landscape across the league. And we're going to preview every single game on the weekend slate. So let's get started, as we always do, with some fantasy headlines. And we will start in Tampa. It was a rough game for the Buccaneers on Sunday night. Not only did they lose to the Saints 9 to nothing, but they did lose some key pieces throughout the game. Uh, Leonard Fournette went down with a knee injury. He's being called week to week. Uh, we'll probably talk about that a little bit later on the show. Mike Evans also left the game with a hamstring injury. He's sort of being monitored day to day right now uh, for the Buccaneers. But the big one, Chris Godwin, torn ACL and MCL. He is out for the rest of the season, which means he is no longer available to the Buccaneers or to you in fantasy. So this sort of comes right on the heels of Bruce Arians uh, kind of welcoming Antonio Brown back to the team after his league suspension. So, Florio, is it easy as saying if you have Chris Godwin or if you just need wide receiver help, do you go out and do you try to find Antonio Brown? Yeah, if Antonio Brown was dropped, and he was dropped in about a quarter of NFL.com leagues, I think you if he's out there, he is the biggest pickup of the week right now. Um, but he's not out there in a whole lot of leagues. So if he's not out there and you're looking for a Godwin replacement, I think you go to another team because I think this is going to be Antonio Brown's season 100%. I think Mike Evans, if he plays, is obviously going to get a bunch of targets. We know Gronk uh, is there. Then they have Brashad Perriman, they have Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller. Perriman was kind of leading them when they were healthy, but I, I don't think it's a situation where if Mike Evans plays, I want to trust one of those other Bucks receivers. I think if Evans sits, then it could be Antonio Brown and someone else. But it's definitely Antonio Brown season, and you got to love that they were considering cutting him, and then they were just like, no, no, we he helps our football team. We need him again. I mean, Bruce Arians had this attitude of, hey, man, one more screw up and you're gone uh, with the asterisk of, hey, if we get some major injuries and we need you to fill some slots, then maybe we will reconsider. And that seems to be where the Buccaneers are right now. I think as long as he's on the field, especially with no Godwin, uh, you can expect targets. This is a guy that Tom Brady really lobbied for to bring in at the end of last year. We saw what he did throughout the postseason, and uh, we know that he's going to get opportunities. Brady's going to find him with the football, especially. Especially, I think, after the frustrations of trying to get the ball to Tyler Johnson and Jalen Darden last week against the Saints, uh, I think they will definitely try to get it in the hands of A.B. So if he's out there, go get him, plug him into your lineup. Could end up being a pretty good start for you this week. Uh, some confusion in Los Angeles surrounding Austin Eckler. At first, he was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. Then it turns out that that was a false report, and he is not on the COVID-19 reserve list. So at least as of the moment, things look like they are a go for Austin Eckler. Of course, we still got a few days until game time, so who knows what could happen. But, uh, you know, at one point when he was out, it looked for sure like you were going to go and pick up Justin Jackson. Do you still, though, make a move to add Justin Jackson just in case something happens in the next couple days? 
A hundred percent. I think you should. We saw last week that Justin Jackson is the next man up in this backfield. He played the most snaps, had the most touches outside of Austin Eckler, and he looks good doing it. He also is the running back they have there with the similar skill set to Austin Eckler. So if Eckler was to miss, I think we could see Justin Jackson take on a lot of his pass catching duties. But whoo, Eck, he says he's feeling good on Twitter. I need him. Lots of fantasy managers need him. The Chargers need him. He knows all of this. So uh, and. It's a great matchup against the Texans. So if Austin Eckler, knock on wood, is safe, I think uh, he's all systems go again this week. If I could offer a little bit of advice to Brandon Staley, who I know is a subscriber and longtime listener of this podcast, wink, wink, uh, just tell Austin Eckler to stay home, man. I mean, the dude's already in phenomenal shape. He's been playing football all year long. I don't know how many reps he needs in practice, but you guys need him. We would like to see him out there. Just tell him to stay home the rest of the week and you know, mask up. You know, just order DoorDash, have a no contact at the front door, uh, <laughs> and then just have him ready for game time. Have him show up at the stadium just in time to get changed and get on the field for the game. Let's just let's just make it easy uh, he, on everybody. He's a big gamer. Just leave him in a room with like his Xbox, right. his Twitch system. He's good to go. Right. You know, a little little COD for uh, for the next few days, something like that. Man, we'll we'll get through together this, uh, in this one. Um, Equally big news out of Kansas City, Travis Kelsey has been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list as well. This comes on the heel of that huge game he had against the Chargers, about 190 receiving yards, a couple of touchdowns, including the walk-off winner in overtime. Uh, it, it's not as easy as looking somewhere else, I think, on the Chiefs roster. There's, just a, there's really nobody out there that can replace Travis Kelsey when he is playing at his ceiling, but... I mean, are there places potentially on the waiver wire we can go to, I'm not going to say replace him, but at least maybe try to fill in the gap a little bit? Eh, no, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's like what you said, you're not going to be able to replace him. Uh, in my league of record, I have Travis Kelsey, so I'm I'm struggling with this right now, but I think uh, like Gerald Everett, who actually was the Seahawks leading receiver last night, he could be a name that is still out there on the waiver wire. Evan Ingram, I know Evan Ingram is gross, but the Giants receivers are so banged up right now. He gets the Eagles this week. He could be another pivot option there. Uh, Jared Cook against the Texans, I think, uh, could sneakily be a good replacement option. Uh, he's in my top 15 tight ends this week. But again, if Travis Kelsey misses, you're you're hoping for maybe like a quarter of that production that he gave us you know, last week. So uh, a touchdown, really. And I think the three names that I said, all have a, a solid chance of scoring a touchdown. So those would be my top options in replacing Kelsey. I also have a deep sleeper at tight end that you might want to consider. That's a little bit later on in the show. So that's a tease to stick around and uh, listen to this whole thing. Or I guess if you're listening to the podcast, you can scrub forward. But why would you do that? Because you're going to miss a whole bunch of stuff uh, Don't do in that. the middle too. Don't do that. Just, you know, just keep it. Listen to By the way, do you listen to podcasts at one and a half times speed? I've tried this. I don't know if you're no. a fan of that. No, I... I I know I see people on Twitter all the time that are like, how do you not listen to I'm like, because I like to enjoy what I listen to. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not a robot trying to just consume as much information all day as possible. Like, I especially because I listen to like comedy podcasts and mm -hmm. stuff. And like, I don't want to listen to that sped up. That just ruins it. 
Yeah, I tried it with a couple of comedy podcasts, and it's like they're just blowing through the jokes, and you don't really get the full effect of it. I was like, yeah, this isn't this isn't for me. So uh, maybe I'm not listening to the right type of podcast or something. But but comedy podcast, it definitely doesn't work for. Maybe it works for this one. I don't know. Somebody uh, somebody try it and tell me. Let me know uh, on Twitter. Uh, a few news and notes though to talk about here too. Uh, talk about Travis Kelsey being on the COVID nineteen list. By the way, there is a chance he could be available based on the new protocols uh, if he po- tests the negative a couple of times he could come back for this week so we're certainly keeping our fingers crossed for that Tyreek Hill also placed on the COVID-19 reserve list for the Chiefs so there is a chance that Patrick Mahomes could be without his top two pass catchers in this ball game. So that's something definitely to take note of as the week progresses. Jared Goff on the COVID-19 reserve list in a situation that seemed like a really good opportunity for him uh, against the Falcons. Like he could have potentially been uh, a sleeper candidate in two QB or super flex leagues this week. So we'll see if he's going to be able to play for the Lions. Cole Beasley placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. And when this news broke, uh, Twitter could not wait to pounce because obviously Beasley has been one of the more vocal anti-vaxxers throughout this whole thing and uh, now it seems as though you know he has uh, I don't know I, he, there's a tweet about sowing and reaping that seems appropriate uh, <laughs> although you were you were looking and uh, you saw that he put out a social media statement recently as well huh yeah he did and basically he says that uh he's not playing because of COVID. it's not COVID's fault it's the rules fault because that's how everything works nowadays and uh basically says that if you don't get it by now no one can help you i don't know what that means cole i know of something <laughs> that can help you if you were a little bit uh open-minded to it but right now marcus it feels like cole beasley and kyrie irving are like the pointing spider-man gif at each other they they really should shake hands i mean you know i i know this is not a, i know this is <laughs> not an they? nba pod uh, maybe they, yeah maybe they shouldn't you're, you're absolutely right uh, i mean i know this is not an nba podcast but there was a there was an equal amount of uh, Schadenfreude from Twitter when uh, Kyrie Irving returned to the New Jersey Nets or the Brooklyn Nets. Wow, how old am I? The Brooklyn Nets, uh, <laughs> only to immediately go on the COVID nineteen list, go into protocols there. So this this seems to be a similar situation with Cole Beasley. Uh, it means though he's not going to be available for this week in a situation where the Bills could really use him on the field. Um, Gabe Davis season continues. Yeah, huge week last week. Now the opportunity remains, uh, even with Emmanuel Sanders possibly coming back, uh, Gabe Davis still very much in play in the Buffalo offense. Uh, one more piece of news, Daniel Jones still dealing with a neck injury. He's going on injured reserve. His season is over. I mean, I think we were long past the point of considering starting Daniel Jones. You're not starting Mike Glennon. You're not really starting uh, really any any Giants pass. You might not be starting any Giants. I mean, we're, we're at the point where we're questioning even starting Saquon. I mean, can we can we really start any Giants right now? It's that bad. It, it's it's to the point where I, I would be trying to get away from Saquon. I, I said Evan Ingram has a deeper tight end stream, and that's it. Like, yeah, after that, there's no one at all that you want on the Giants. And even those two are deeper options at this point. It feels gross calling Saquon Barkley a deeper option, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at. I mean, I saw someone tweeting this morning that, uh, you know, they were really going to sincerely consider starting Ronald Jones over Saquon Barkley. That's a thing that seemed insane 
uh, back in September, but but here we are in December, and, and it is a legitimate possibility uh, heading into week 16. Uh, all right. Uh, normally, we do things we learned on the Monday show, but because we had games on Monday, two games on Monday and two games on Tuesday, it felt sort of appropriate to do a things we learned this week. I mean, we had eight teams in play over the last couple of days. That is not something we normally get. So uh, with what you saw on Monday and Tuesday, what is the thing that, that you learned? That the Rams backfield is starting to look like a fantasy mess. And I, I put this in yesterday. And then at the end of the game, the Rams kind of used Sony Michelle a lot more. So his numbers did look a little bit better. But 70-30% split on the snaps. We had 18 carries and two targets go to Sony Michelle. Six carries, two targets. A couple of plays called back, though, that Henderson would have made his day look a little bit better. And look, coming into this game... We, we were hearing a lot about a two running back approach, a hot hand committee. We know they like what Sony Michelle could do as a power runner, but they also were talking of Daryl Henderson. So right now I feel like Sony Michelle is the top option there, but even he, I, I can't get excited for more than an RB2 if we're, because we know Daryl Henderson is a good running back in his own right. So if we're worried about a hot hand, it could go to either one of them now. So I think at best they're like a, a low end RB2 right now. This sort of falls in line with what Sean McVay was saying about his running backs, where he kind of compared Henderson and Michelle a little bit to what Dallas was doing or is doing with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. And it appears that that is coming to fruition. At least that's what we saw uh, on Tuesday night against the Seahawks. So maybe that's something to take into effect. It does put both of them in play, but it also sort of lowers both of their ceilings uh, if they're both going to get opportunities. For me, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is a very good real-life quarterback. I think he's improving. I think he has some talent. I think he shows things in flashes. I know that people in Philadelphia are sort of frustrated with him at times. What I do know, though, is that he is a very good fantasy quarterback. And I think next year, we should be talking about him potentially as a top five quarterback off the board. I mean, we know that you're going to have, you know, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes still in the top three. Um, but I think Hertz kind of comes into that conversation somewhere below those guys. You look at what he has done running the football. He is about 44 yards behind Lamar Jackson, who you know, we all agree is the preeminent rushing quarterback right now in the NFL. Jalen Hurts is on par with that. Yes, he probably still needs some work throwing the football, but even then you look at that, right? Right now, he's just you know, about 150 yards passing behind Lamar Jackson, uh, two fewer passing touchdowns, four fewer interceptions. So if we are up there with Lamar, and I should... I should put Lamar Jackson in that, that conversation of the top five as well. Um, if we're talking about Lamar Jackson being a top five quarterback, Jalen Hurts right now is doing just about everything Lamar Jackson is doing. I know it's not always pretty to watch, but for our purposes, it's effective. We'll let the folks in Philly find out whether or not he is the franchise guy. For us, we just want the production. And Florio, it has been there pretty consistently all year. I mean, at the beginning, we sort of laughed that no matter how it, how it happens, he would get you 20 points. That has been the case pretty much all year long this year. It has been. And, and I feel like Hertz has only gotten better as the year has progressed. And it's amazing that if you give a player time and a little bit of patience, they can get better. But that's what Hertz is doing. Like, he played great last night. And on the year, Marcus, he's the QB6 only because he missed a game. The only quarterbacks averaging more fantasy points per game than him are Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Tom Brady. Not Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. Like, this guy is a top five fantasy quarterback. 
I'm sorry all those people who hated him coming into the year. <laughs> he he is better than I think anyone really anticipated as well. I mean, look, I had high hopes for him, but I thought he was a fringe QB1. I thought he was somewhere around 11 or 12. Here he is right now at 6, uh, heading into the final few weeks of the season. So I think I think this is a conversation that I'm, I'm very interested to hear when we get to the offseason. All right, we have gotten to a break. We're going to step away, and when we come back, the Cards, they got mauled by the Lions last week. Can Kyler lick his wounds and bounce back? We'll let you know on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C Y M B I O T I K A dot. All right, that gets us to our three big questions for week 16, as we normally do this time on the show to help you uh, maybe not mess up some of your lineup decisions in a week that is incredibly critical for everybody. Uh, It is, you know, win or go home to uh, steal a line from 
TNT in their NBA coverage. Um, let's start, though, with Kyler Murray, who last week seemed to be in the ultimate smash spot against the Detroit Lions. Instead, the Cardinals got smashed. The Lions get maybe the most surprising win of the season. The Cardinals uh, now see their lead pretty much gone in the NFC West after the Rams beat the Seahawks on Tuesday night. Uh, but for fantasy, I mean, Kyler really let us down in a spot where you thought 20 points seemed to be inevitable. Uh, he got you, what, 12, 13 points? It was not a very good showing for him. How worried are we about this going forward, considering he's got a really tough defense in the Colts to face this week? I'm not too worried about Kyler Murray. I know the last two games haven't been his best, but the one before that he went off in week uh, 13, the thing is, the Colts are a pretty tough defense, but their struggles come against the pass. So uh, I'm still trusting Kyler Murray. I have him ranked as my QB6 this week, which is a little lower than normal, but I still think very high. Like, you don't have one of the five quarterbacks ahead of him, likely, if you have Kyler. So I think you continue to ride out with him. But yeah, you got to be a little bit more concerned because last week was such a smash bot. No D-hop. The offense struggled, but I think they, uh, they I think at least Kyler Murray gets right against the Colts in this matchup. I think so as well. I'd like to chalk this up as it just being a really bad game for whatever reason. I mean, no one saw it coming, but hopefully this is just, you know, it's a speed bump sort of thing that, you know, if nothing else, he can get out of the pocket. He can run some. Uh, he can make some plays with his legs. Uh, I think he still has plenty of targets to throw the football to. I think Zach Ertz has a great matchup. The Colts have been awful against tight ends. So even if he's not necessarily lighting up his wide receivers with opportunities, maybe the tight end gets some. Uh, look, maybe you just, you know, throw some balls out of the backfield, whether it's James Conner or Chase Edmonds. But I, I'd like to think this is a bounce back week, in part because the Cardinals need this too. They need to right the ship. They're still very much in play for the NFC West title, but they got to win some football games. Uh, and part of that means Kyler Murray going out uh, and being successful on the field for that to happen. Uh, another quarterback that we got concerns about, Dak Prescott, who has really struggled. I mean, I know he had, uh, you know, was banged up midway through the season. Since then, just has never seemed to completely get right. And this week has a great matchup. I mean, you couldn't really ask for a better matchup than he's got against the Washington football team. They've given up the most points to quarterbacks all season long. But Dak has been driving the struggle bus lately. Do we consider putting him on the bench this week? I think you consider it, but it, it all depends on what your options are. Because, look, I get it. Dak has been struggling mightily. He hasn't topped 12 fantasy points in four of his last five games. He played the same Washington defense when they brought their bench. That's a whole new thing in the NFC East. They're all bringing their benches <laughs> to uh, opposing stadiums. But he gave you less than 10 fantasy points in that one. But because of, one, the quarterback position has not been as strong this year as it has normally. I, I still have Dak as my QB9, just ahead of like Burrow, Wilson, Hill, Field. So I'm thinking you still likely have to start Dak Prescott, but I, I'm, I would definitely be worried about it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's an automatic. You know, I mean, when you drafted Dak, the idea was he was going to be set it and forget it, that you put him in your lineup and you left him there outside of a buy or, or possibly injury. Um, but now here we are in week 16 in a situation where you got to have a win, and we're talking about maybe putting him on the bench. And it really does depend on who you, else you have. I think you're very much looking at the matchups, but also keep in mind 
do you have somebody that has the ceiling of Dak Prescott? Do you have somebody that has the weapons around him? You know, like you're not going to find too many teams that have a trio of receivers like Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, and Michael Gallup. And so that's something to keep in mind. But, uh, you know, where once it seemed like a slam dunk, where, you know, if, if we had asked this question in September, people would have laughed at us and probably unsubscribed to the show. But now here we are in December uh, and, and we're having this conversation. We are having it for real because the idea of just automatically blindly starting your studs uh, has gone out the window because we've got, you know, what, 14, 15 games of data uh, to, to kind of lean back on. And at least the recent data for Dak Prescott has not been particularly great. Uh, mentioned at the top of the show, the injuries in Tampa Bay, one of them is to Leonard Fournette, suffered a knee injury in the loss to the Saints on Sunday night. So that is going to keep him out uh, at least for the next few weeks. So that pushes Ronald Jones to the front of the line. We know Keyshawn Vaughn is still there. By the way, the Buccaneers signed Le'Veon Bell, which really feels like a break glass in case of emergency sort of situation for Bruce Arians. I don't think that's going to really uh, you know, move the needle for fantasy types, but, you know, it's fun to talk about it. Look, Le'Veon Bell is back in Tampa Bay. ISO Joe Johnson is back in the NBA. Like, we're just bringing all, <laughs> we're just bringing all the flashbacks back right now uh, across professional sports. Um, but Ronald Jones. Going to get a plenty of opportunity uh, as the lead running back in Tampa. But, uh, you know, what are your expectations for him? Do we like the matchup? How, how are we feeling about him this week? Yeah, the Panthers are a little bit of a tough matchup against the run, but it's not enough to scare me off of Ronald Jones. Like, he is in my top 20 running back. So I think if you get him off the waiver wire, you start him either as your RB2 or your flex. And I might even be bumping him up a little bit, Marcus. Right now at 18, ahead of him is Antonio Gibson, who got banged up last night. Zeke Elliott, who I, I've been pretty low on. And then the Broncos running backs and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So, like, I'm going to be bumping up Ronald Jones a little bit now. But uh, I haven't decided just how far yet. But that means he is firmly inside my top 20 running backs. So, I think if you pick him up off the waiver wire, you just start him this week. Let me, uh, let me correct myself real quick. I said a knee injury for Leonard Fournette. It's a hamstring injury uh, that has him out right now. So uh, either way, the result is the same. Yeah, I, I still think, you know, I think Ronald Jones is worthy of at least a flex opportunity, depending on, on who else you have on your roster, just because we do like the volume. And it is a banged up offense. Jones has a lot of burst. He's a guy who can, you know, rip off chunks of yardage, even if he doesn't get involved in the passing game. I and mean, that's part of what made Fournette so productive this year is that he was catching the football from Tom Brady. I don't think you can expect quite that from Ronald Jones, but I do think he is, is certainly worth gonna, getting some run. I mean, look, as I mentioned, someone out there on the internet, and I'm sure more than one someone, uh, is talking about starting Ronald Jones over Saquon Barkley because we like the offense, we like the opportunity, uh, and right now he seems to have a higher ceiling and maybe even a safer floor than Saquon Barkley does right now. So uh, if you I, got I him, play him over Saquon. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I don't here it is, like we're, we're saying this, and, and for you it wasn't even a debate. It was, yeah, we're still starting Ronald Jones. Um, so if you got him, uh, I think you're plugging him in the lineup this week uh, against the, the Carolina Panthers. All right. We are starting our game previews uh, right now. Everything is still slotted between Thursday and Monday, and let's hope, uh, keeping our fingers crossed, that everything stays that way uh, and that we don't get pushed into Tuesday or possibly even Wednesday this week. So let's start on Thursday Night Football, a huge game, the 49ers against the Titans, which I guess creates an unofficial rivalry between me and producer Justin for the week. Um, 
You see that game, of course, uh, on NFL Network, on Fox, and streaming on Amazon Prime Video. I just want to make sure I get all the company lines in there. Please remember this uh, later later on. Um, A.J. Brown is back. He at least returned to practice. He could suit up and play for this game uh, against the 49ers this week. But, uh, you know, hey, man, it, it, it's been a while, even when he's been on the field, really has underwhelmed this year. Does that play into your thinking at all when it comes to fantasy for this game? A bit. Uh, my my thinking is beware of all Titans. And, and you see there, A.J. Brown has been struggling as of late. I will say, though, if A.J. Brown returns, I'm, I'm very tempted to get him back into my starting lineup. I think I would use him. But the rest of the Titans, I'm not that interested in. I mean is such a like low floor low ceiling type of quarterback as of late you're really hoping for a finger roll a, a rushing touchdown out of him uh the last few weeks Deontay Foreman is the running back that I trust the most there but they like to get all three involved and the 49ers have been tough on the ground so that makes Foreman a little bit less appealing and then outside of AJ Brown there's no pass catcher none whatsoever that I want to get in my starting lineup in week 15, uh, week 16 where it's do or die. So for me, it's really A.J. Brown or bust when it comes to the Titans. Injuries have bitten this team so badly. I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry is the big one being on injured reserve, but Julio Jones struggling to stay healthy at all this year. A.J. Brown missing time this year. Uh, injuries really have wrecked this team. Yet here they are, still hanging around, very much in line for a solid playoff position. Uh, you know, certainly you know win what is not a great division in the AFC South, uh, or at least could. I should I shouldn't say certainly, but you know, very much could win the division down there. So. Um, but yeah, this this seems like a tough draw to uh, to start any Titans in this one at all against uh, what has been a surging 49er team uh, over the last few weeks. A uh, couple of Saturday games uh, on Christmas Day. It's a busy sports day on Christmas, uh, but you got games on NFL Network. First, the Browns and the Packers. That one kicks off at 4.30 Eastern. You can see that on Fox, on NFL Network, and streaming on Amazon Prime Video. I will say this. Start your stars in this one and really nobody else. So that means on the Cleveland side, probably just Nick Chubb. Uh, on the Green Bay side, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, maybe Aaron Jones. And that's kind of it. These defenses have been pretty good. They have been getting after it the last few weeks. And so any of those kind of fringe mid-range guys that you know you you're only hoping for, maybe you're hoping for a touchdown or you're hoping for them to pop a big play. That just seems like wish casting this week, and that's not something I think I want to fool around with. You're not going to sit Devontae Adams, obviously. You're not going to sit Nick Chubb, obviously. Aaron Rodgers, you're probably not sitting based on or depending on who else you have on your roster. So they're probably going to be playing for you. Beyond that, though, uh, I don't know if you see any sleepers in this game, Florio. I was looking. I just couldn't find anybody outside of the, the huge name players that I felt comfortable with in this game. Yeah, I, I was in on MVS initially, but he's on the COVID list now. So I, I think it's what you said. You know, you get your big name players in the running backs, the top receiver for, for Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, and that's it. And I'm playing Aaron Rodgers in my league of record, and it's a primetime game. It's a national TV game on Christmas, Marcus. I'm bracing for him to drop like 30 fantasy points on me. That gets us to the Colts and the Cardinals. That's an 8.15 Eastern time start. You can see that exclusively on NFL Network. And Florio, for you, what are you doing in this one? I think you start Christian Kirk in this one. He's pretty much become a must-start receiver, in my opinion. Last week, I know it was a weird game against the Detroit Lions, but 12 targets, 9 catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. He paced the 
receive like in every receiving set he led them across the board and i think we're going to continue to get some deep shots out of him he's going to get good volume there so and like i said earlier the cold strength on defense has been stopping the run they have struggled in the secondary so i think it's going to be a good end of the year really for christian kirk i think if you've been holding him you just continue to start him each week now he really is starting to pick up some of that slack, uh, especially with DeAndre Hopkins down uh, and out of the lineup. I do still think there's a, a lot of room in the offense for Zach Ertz this week against the Colts defense that has struggled uh, against the tight end position. But it uh, should be an interesting one. should be an in- entertaining game with both these teams really fighting for their playoff spots uh, right now in the postseason. All right. It's time to talk about TikTok, or at least time for me to talk to you about following us on TikTok at NFL Fantasy, if you haven't done so already. I know that the season is drawing close to an end, but that doesn't mean you can't follow us. It means we're not going to try and entertain and, and hopefully educate you throughout the offseason as well, because, uh, look, you know this. Fantasy is no longer just a seasonal game. It is a year-round pastime. It is a year-round pursuit. So uh, come follow us there. Also, you can follow me at uh, Marcus Grant. I plan to do some more weird things in the offseason. Maybe some of them fantasy football related. Who knows? Stick around. Find out. Uh, All right. Back to the game previews. Uh, The Bills and the Patriots. Uh, This is a big one, obviously, for the Bills and for the Patriots as well. Uh, But Buffalo trying to uh, ease the sting of that loss a couple weeks ago to New England. Uh, How do they do that, and how do fantasy managers capitalize? I think they're going to do it with a way they couldn't do it earlier this year because of the weather i think it's going to come through the passing game and that means that you could fire up gabriel davis once again in fantasy football last week had seven targets tied for the second most on the bills five catches 85 yards and two touchdowns he's shown that he could be a red zone presence a downfield option that's what the bills have kind of been lacking they haven't had a a direct replacement for john brown in this offense this year i think he is their best bet but with cole beasley now out Even with Emmanuel Sanders returning to practice today, I think Sanders could slide into the slot maybe, and then we see more Davis outside. Uh, And with, you know, the Patriots, they're going to be trying to take away Stephon Diggs in the passing game. They're going to need someone else to step up there. I think it will be Gabriel Davis. So I would just continue, like if you had him last week, just keep starting him this week. I would agree, and uh, you pointed out earlier in the week that they have found a nice role for Davis as a guy who can get down the field, uh, make some long plays, uh, and it seems like Josh Allen is getting more and more trust in him all the time. So, uh, again, with no Cole Beasley, uh, the, the the play is still opportunity is, is still available uh, if you want to go with Gabriel Davis. Uh, Ravens and the Bengals. Big, big game in the AFC North between a couple teams sitting near the top of the division. And I'll say this. Originally, I was going to say to beware of Tyler Huntley because the Bengals have been pretty good against quarterbacks. But really, after sort of looking at it again and thinking about it again, I have sort of changed my mind. And I think Tyler Huntley has some sleeper potential. Now, look, I, I don't know, you know how many guys you're going to start him over potentially this week. I don't know if you've got a Dak Prescott. I, don't, I still think you probably start Dak over Huntley. But... The fact that he went out and put up a huge number against the Packer defense gives me some confidence that Huntley can get it done for the Ravens if need be, whether it's throwing the ball to Mark Andrews, whether it's getting it out. He got it to Marquise Brown after we were worried whether or not uh, Hollywood was going to, to be in play this week, but he was able to get the ball out to him. Uh, got Rashad Bateman involved a couple of weeks ago, and on top of it, can run, can make plays with his legs. 
Yes, he's not Lamar Jackson, but uh, he's doing a pretty good Lamar Jackson cosplay over the last couple of weeks. So just seeing what he has done the last two weeks, taking over in relief against the Browns and then getting the start against Green Bay makes me feel like uh, he does potentially have some some sleeper potential this week. I don't know if you if I'm crazy. Now, mind you, obviously, this is if he plays. Like, keep an eye on Lamar Jackson. If he's back, then this is completely uh, moot. But uh, I don't know. I, am, I, am I nuts for thinking Tyler Huntley at least has some viability this week? I don't think you're crazy at all. I mean, he put up 36 fantasy points in a very tough matchup against the Packers. I have him ranked right now as a high-end QB2, and I think if we get word that Lamar's out, I, I might even slot him up a little bit higher. But Marcus, real quick, on the other side of this game, Joe Burrow today said that the Bengals have been lucky uh, with COVID and stuff because there's not a whole lot to do in Cincinnati, so they don't go out a whole bunch. So <laughs> I guess that's a, one reason to feel good about your Bengals. I guess so. All right. I mean, I guess you stay home and load up on Cincinnati chili, which, uh, look, folks, I, look, if you, lo if you love it, good for you. I had it. I was not a fan. Although, next time I'll try it with, with french fries instead of spaghetti. Maybe it'll make it better. I don't know. <laughs> the the uh, fact that the two options are spaghetti or french fries is right? wild. <laughs> right? Like, I was like, I tried it with spaghetti, and I was like, I'm not really feeling this. I'm like, maybe next time, if I ever do it again, it'll be fr I, I don't know. I don't know if that makes it better. Uh, so, Hit me up on Twitter. Tell me tell me which one you prefer, if it's better with one or the other. I don't know. Uh, all right. Rams at the Vikings. The Rams uh, trying to stay hot, trying to see if they can overtake the Cardinals and end up winning the NFC West. Uh, the Vikings still kind of doing their thing as well. Um, what what fantasy-wise are you doing for this one? I'm starting uh, Van Jefferson and Odell Beckham Jr. And I know yesterday they both kind of disappointed. Jefferson only had two targets. Odell had three. Neither one of them really gave you five fantasy points. So it was a rough day, partially because they were just running the ball all over Seattle and also because, I mean, Cooper Cup is just amazing. Uh, and, and he took all the passing production there. But the Vikings have been better against the ground than, uh, than Seattle. Seattle's weakness has been against stopping running back. So it makes sense that the Rams kind of played up to that strength there but they're the ram the vikings i mean are the opposite like they're better against the run they struggle mightily against the pass and we've seen it on national tv now multiple times in a row with like big ben putting up good games against them and justin fields putting up some good numbers against them so i think that both of these rams receivers are in play either as a wide receiver two or three or as your flex option and and of course cooper cup is is the wide receiver one no questions asked I said earlier that there aren't a lot of teams that have a wide receiver trio that can match Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and, and Michael Gallup. This is one. <laughs> this is one of the few teams uh, that can certainly match that with uh, with Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., and uh, and Van Jefferson. Uh, Steelers and the Chiefs. Somehow Pittsburgh just you know they keep finding ways to win. It's not pretty, uh, but they find ways to just kind of you know pull one out. Meanwhile, the Chiefs look like offensively maybe they're back. I mean they they put up a lot of points against the Chargers. They put up a ton of points the week before that against the Raiders. So maybe the offense is back. Uh, again, we'll keep an eye on the COVID-19 issues with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill right now in the protocol. So that's going to be something to monitor. But in the meantime, uh, I like Clyde Edwards-Alaire kind of as a sleeper back. I know I said on Monday that he's a player that I wouldn't draft again, but it's 2021. That was 2022. We're not looking ahead right now. We're talking about the now. And in the now, CEH has a very good opportunity against a Steeler run defense that has been awful lately. Five straight 
weeks, they have allowed a top 10 fantasy back. And CEH, uh, you know, he's got one top 10 finish this year. Maybe he can double up and make it a second. We will see. But I certainly think the opportunity is going to be there against a Steeler run defense that has been just gashed lately. This also, I think, sort of applies to Daryl Williams as well because uh, he has still been very much involved in the offense. And if Mahomes is without one or maybe both of his top pass catchers, then uh, I think you could see Daryl Williams get some opportunities in this game. Uh, but the, the Steelers run deep, I know it's it's sort of muscle memory to think that, uh, hey, it's the Steelers, maybe we should beware, but uh, I really do think we can we can take advantage uh, of him. I know we talked on Monday about, about Clyde Edwards-Alaire and his draft prospects. Uh, are we still sort of holding to that maybe fourth round projection for next year? I think so, but but I agree with you. Like 2022 and tw and right now are very different beasts. So right now, I think he's very much so in play because he could get more volume, like you said. And Marcus, I'm just I'm not starting him or picking him up or anything like that in fantasy. But small part of me is really hoping this is the Josh Gordon game. <laughs> he had a he had a touchdown. Uh, what a couple weeks ago, right? I think I tweeted like you know in in 2021 that that counts as a that helps no one uh, with Josh <laughs> with Josh Gordon scoring oh. touchdowns. Yeah. You know, hey, look. The, I think I think we've all sort of agreed the dream is over. You know, it, it's. I'm glad he's. I'm glad that he seems to have gotten his life together and he's able to get back out and play. But for what we want, uh, that ship has has long since sailed. Uh, anyway, we're talking starts and sits here. Of course, you can talk starts and sits on the Stardom Sitem Show with Michael F. Florio, Kimmy Checks, and Adam Rank. You know the deal. It's on every Thursday. They go through the list of starts and sits to get your roster ready for the game. Check it out Thursdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, in the NFL Fantasy app, the NFL app, NFL.com, or the YouTube channel. Also available on demand and money guns because we can't forget the money guns. All oh, right. we brought the money guns home this week. We we're still oh. using them. Oh, yeah. Even better. So you got money guns at home. That's going to be great when they're just fake dollar bills flying all over your house. I'm sure I'm sure the wife's going to love It's going to be that. fun to clean up. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, hopefully the dog doesn't eat any of them. You should kind of That's what sure. I said. I was like, you guys want me to shoot this money gun with Callie running around? She's going to be going berserk. I'm still <laughs> finding go. confetti from last year when we popped those confetti poppers. Oh, man. Anyway, next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show, we saw Taysom Hill's floor on Sunday night against the Bucks. Will he stay there? Will he get up in Week 16? Try to figure it out when we return. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Let's take a look at the Jaguars and the Jets. Specifically, let's turn our attention to Trevor Lawrence. He of the number one overall pick. He the generational quarterback whose likes we hadn't seen in I don't know how many years. Uh, But through the first 15 weeks of the season, he is the QB 25. So without necessarily assigning a whole lot of blame as to who or why or what is the problem, uh, is this better or worse than we expected for Trevor Lawrence? This is way worse than I ever expected. I was I was a high guy on uh, on Trevor Lawrence coming into this year. I thought he was a top 15 quarterback with potentially low-end QB1 upside. I was like, look, the Jaguars passed a lot last year. It wasn't always pretty, but it was effective. They have good pieces around him in like Marvin Jones and Chenault and Shark. Uh, and then uh, it just it never came to fruition. I thought he would run more, especially near the goal line. And it's he's throwing one touchdown pass per game. Like I, I, I saw a stat that said like he has as many passing touchdowns in his last seven games as Derrick Henry does. And I was just like, this is awful. Like a, a huge L by me, a big swing and a miss. And I just expected a lot better. I mean, I think that was for everybody, though, right? I mean, you talked about the weapons that were around him. You talked about the fact that, you know, they were bringing in a coach that it seemed like would be able to maximize his skills. And this passing game has been horrific. Uh, John Shipley, who does great work uh, you know, covering the Jaguars, go follow him on Twitter, um, kind of compared this to the Blaine Gabbert era in terms of at least the production, right? The You know, I think we all can see that Trevor Lawrence is a more talented quarterback than Blaine Gabbert is, was. Uh, but in terms of what they've actually put out on tape and what they've put out on the field, uh, it looks very similar. And that is, I think, the most disappointing part right now because we all did expect more out of Trevor Lawrence. I was with you. I, I felt like he wasn't going to be a QB1 this year, but he was going to be a guy that you felt like in certain matchups you could start with confidence. Um, and that really has not been the case at all. So uh, I think for the Jaguars, the priority in the offseason is to bring in a coach who can mentor Lawrence to get him up to speed because this guy is supposed to be the future of the franchise you've pretty much wasted the first year with him 
you've got to get this thing going in a hurry uh, for fear that you end up just sort of squandering what could be uh, a great talent at quarterback. Uh, meanwhile, on the other end of the spectrum, an older guy who's kind of just now getting his shot. It is Taysom Hill. It's the Saints this week taking on the Miami Dolphins. That's a Monday night football game in New Orleans. Last week, not a great week for Taysom Hill. I mean, they tried throwing the football 27 times with him. He ran it a little bit, wasn't really successful uh, in either format. Was last week kind of an anomaly? Because he has been pretty good as a starter most of the time, or is this a warning of things to come? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it, it's a warning that, like, maybe we were getting too excited on Taysom Hill. Myself was a. Definitely one of those guilty parties. I had him in the top 10 last week. Um, but I don't think it, it was a, you know, this is a sign of things to come. I just think it is a sign that like, hey, he's not auto, like an automatic 20 points. He can disappoint because he does have a lot of flaws as a passer. But I still have him ranked as the QB 12 this week because of what he can do with his legs and that the quarterback position has some, you know, missing parts and some banged up players. But I think it's a little of both, but not enough to scare me from using Taysom Hill uh, this week. I think it's also a reminder of how frighteningly low his floor can be if he's not scoring touchdowns. I mean, part of what has kept him relevant is getting in the end zone, whether it's as a runner or the occasional passing touchdown that he throws, but didn't do either of those things on Sunday night against the Bucs. And that's part of why he gave you less than 10 fantasy points. So I think it's just something to keep in mind. You're never going to get, you know, a 300 or 350 yard passing game out of Taysom. Maybe I shouldn't say never, but uh, it seems very unlikely likely that you're going to get you know 300 350 passing yards out of Taysom Hill you could get close to 100 rushing yards um, but you still need that touchdown or two in order to make it a pretty good week so we'll keep an eye on that uh, against a Dolphin defense that for the most part has been okay this year so we'll see uh, what happens on Monday Night Football between those two teams and uh, specifically with Taysom Hill all right back to our game previews the Broncos and the Raiders uh, the Raiders keeping their playoff hopes alive with a last-second win against the Cleveland Browns on Monday afternoon. Uh, now they head back to Vegas to take on their longtime rivals, the Broncos. What's your fantasy outlook for this one? Avoid every pass catcher on the Denver Broncos. Look, this is a team that isn't going to throw the ball a whole lot any week. They, they like to rely on their running game and on their defense. And we know that the running backs are going to get, like, 30 touches a game between the two combined that leaves not a whole lot of volume to go around to their three receivers that they like to use their two tight ends that they like to start using now so for me I think you're looking at like an average game for these guys is somewhere in the in single digits and like yeah maybe Drew Locke now gives them a little bit of a higher ceiling because he's more of a downfield thrower than Teddy but he's also a lot less accurate and and he was benched for a reason so for me, this is just a game where I think you start Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, and then you get away from the Denver Broncos. I was going to say, yeah, you, you avoid all the pass catchers, but you're all in on, on their running backs, whether it's Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon, because both those guys have been great pretty much all season long. Uh, the Bears at the Seahawks. I know Russell Wilson did not have a good night last night against the Los Angeles Rams, but I still think he is very much in play this week against the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Seahawks season essentially is over. They're going to have a losing record for the first time since, I believe, 2011. Um, but that doesn't mean they can't go out and wreck somebody else's season. We hope that everything's okay with Tyler Lockett and he can come off the COVID-19 list and be available for this week. But 
The Bears uh, are just giving up yards through the air to quarterbacks. We saw them struggle with Kirk Cousins the other night. Mostly we saw them struggle with Justin Jefferson, which I guess no shame in that because pretty much everybody has struggled with Justin Jefferson uh, in his first two seasons. But I do think this is an opportunity where we can see Tyler Lockett. We can see DK Metcalf go, both go out and prosper. I know you mentioned Gerald Everett potentially uh, as a streaming option at the tight end position. So while last night was awful, I think about four points for Russell Wilson in fantasy. I think this is an opportunity for him to kind of get back and, and try to finish out on a strong note. Also, I mean, this could a little bit be for Russ, maybe a reminder for other teams around the league about where he could, or about who he could be, I should say, because, you know, there's a very real conversation about whether or not he comes back to Seattle next year. So maybe this is also a showcase opportunity for, uh, for Russ himself, but uh, I definitely think he should be in a lot of lineups in week 16. Uh, Bucks at the Panthers. I mean, we sort of touched on this earlier, but uh, AB very much in play this week, huh? Yeah, just another reminder to start him. Look, no Godwin. Uh, Mike Evans is banged up. We know he has got that hamstring injury. They're saying he has a chance to play, but even if he does, then AB is in is the wide receiver two there top three in targets. And if Evans misses, I mean, then Antonio Brown becomes like a borderline wide receiver one, I think. They're saying he looks as good as he did before he hurt his ankle. I know you said earlier, Marcus, that him and Tom Brady have a real connection there. We've seen it on display time and time again. And earlier this year, AB was balling out before he got hurt. So just a reminder, if you stashed him or maybe you were lucky enough to grab him off off the waiver wire when if people got sick of him waiting on this fake vaccine card suspension or something like that, <laughs> just, just get him back in your starting lineup. You know, I mean, there was all that talk at the beginning of the year about he and Tom Brady being roommates. And I'm like, that's a reality show I would love to see. I would love I watch to it. watch. I'd watch an ABTB12 reality show. It's like, you know, it's like the odd couple in real life, right? You know, I can, I can just imagine like, you know, Tom making his avocado smoothies or whatever it is he does while like, you know, Antonio was like trying to film a rap video in the bedroom and making too much noise or something like that. Like, I, you know, I'd be on Tom board. slams. Like, his like iPad down or whatever and anger. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, shut up. I'm trying to do I'm trying to study. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. I would uh, I would be all on board with watching that. Got a handful of game previews just to finish this one off. By the way, some news that uh, just came down as we were recording the show. Harrison Butker has been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. Uh, he is reportedly unvaccinated, so that means he will not be playing for the Chiefs this week. So that means uh, if you are starting Butker as a kicker in leagues that still have kickers, which I'm okay with, thumbs up to you folks, uh, it means he's going to be unavailable for you this week. So uh, that's something to keep in mind heading toward the, the weekend. Uh, Chargers at the Texans. We talked about Austin Eckler at the top of the show. First was on the COVID list. Turns out that that was inaccurate. Now he is off the COVID list. Uh, but I will say this. If you're looking for a deep sleeper, or maybe a DFS play, uh, try Rex Burkhead. We are back to hashtag Rex in the flex. Um, I, I know that it's it's hard talking about any Texans offensive players not named Brandon Cooks, but Rex Burkhead has taken over as the lead rusher in that Houston offense. He is by far getting the most carries in the offense, uh, well ahead of David Johnson or anybody else there. And the Chargers, 
They have not been good uh, against running backs for most of the year. Now, understand that uh, you know the floor is is stable, but it's kind of low. The ceiling is not super high. You're definitely going to need some touchdowns, uh, you know, for that to to boost up a little bit. But if you are looking for a value play, if you're looking just to kind of fill out a roster and you need maybe a flex option there, uh, Burkhead has a good opportunity and is not going to cost you a whole lot. Not going to eat up a ton of salary in any of your daily lineups for this one. Uh, Lions at the Falcons. Uh, Jared Goff, as we mentioned, currently on the COVID-19 reserve list. We'll see if he's going to be available for this one. Uh, but the Lions flying high after their big win over Arizona. Uh, which side do you land on and what should we be doing? I think you should be starting Russell Gage. And I have him ranked as like a high-end wide receiver too. I don't think enough people realize how good Russell Gage has been. In the last month, he's given you double-digit fantasy points in all four games with over 18 in three of them. And in two of his last three games, he has 11 or more targets. He's been getting more usage in the red zone. He is just a consistent player now that I think brings a floor of double-digit fantasy points. And he's shown us in the last couple of weeks that his upside is over 20. So to me, that is a wide receiver too. And I know a lot of the times people overlook players like Russell Gage because of their name and the fact that they kind of disappointed early on. But he has been getting the job done as of late. So if you have him and you're still in the fantasy playoffs, I think you start this guy, especially given how many receivers are just out of our lineups right now. It's been very quiet. At least, you know, we haven't talked about it, I know, on this show. And, and you don't hear a lot of conversation about Russell Gage. Uh, I think when you talk about the Falcons, you talk about Cordero Patterson, really. Uh, and maybe you talk a little bit about how Kyle Pitts has sort of been underwhelming. But uh, I do have some some positive thoughts about that a little bit later on uh, as we wrap up the show. Uh, Giants at the Eagles. And aside from us talking about Evan Ingram maybe as a deep sleeper or something like that, uh, I think you you have to start Miles Sanders. And what we saw out of him last night against the Washington football team was incredibly encouraging. About 130 rushing yards. Um, you know, led the team in backfield snaps, led the team in backfield touches by a wide margin and was incredibly effective with it. The Eagles have really made it a point to run the football. I shouldn't say by a wide margin. He actually had uh, 18 carries to 15 for Jordan Howard, but, uh, you know, nearly doubled up on him in rushing yards. But the Eagles have made it a point to be a lot more run heavy in the back part of the season. And they're running the ball effectively. The Giants continue to struggle pretty much in every aspect of the game right now. So uh, I like Miles Sanders. I know we've sort of been hot and cold with Sanders uh, so far this year. Um, I mean, I don't know. How do we feel about him now? How do we feel about him, say, going into 2022? I feel better about him now than I did at this time yesterday because he looked really good yesterday and uh, they got him the ball a good amount. I know Howard had a, a lot of volume, but that came like later in the game. My only concern with Miles Sanders is they don't let him score touchdowns. He still doesn't have a touchdown <laughs> on the year when they get near the goal line. It's all Howard or Hurts. So I, I think Sanders is in play this week, but he's more of an RB2 for me just because the uh, the touchdowns. like. If he could score, if we knew that he was like going to get the goal line work as well, then I think you could make a case for him as a high-end RB2, maybe even a little bit higher than that. Uh, and as for 2022, I think he's a player that his value could swing a lot. Like if, if Hertz and, and Howard are all back and it's a similar offense, I think then that Sanders is like a, an RB2 that I probably won't be too excited to target. But uh, Fantasy Twitter loves him and his talent, so I think there'll be plenty of people 
back in on Miles Sanders. Talk about him not scoring touchdowns, and it's him and Devin Singletary just sort of, you know, pointing, <laughs> pointing at one another right now. Uh, last one, Sunday Night Football, the football team at the Cowboys. Uh, a win for Dallas locks up the NFC East. We talked about Dak Prescott and his struggles. Uh, what else should we be talking about for fantasy here? This pains me to say, but I think you got to beware of Terry McLaurin. Uh, he just hasn't been what we've wanted him to be this year. And I don't think it is a Terry McLaurin problem. I think it is a, a quarterback and, and inability to get Terry McLaurin the ball problem. But for fantasy, we don't care whose fault it is. We care about the production. And since week five, he has topped double-digit fantasy points just three times. Twice was over 21. We love that. The other time was 12, and he has a whole bunch of games with single digits mixed in. So his floor is single digits. Maybe he'll catch a long one or a touchdown and give you over 20. To me, that is a boomer bust wide receiver three. He is outside of my top 30 wide receivers, and I don't think he's a guy that you need to start at all. I think, uh, if anything, he's a guy that maybe you're going a little bit deeper and hoping for upside with. Yeah, and it, it really stinks, though, that we get to week 16 and now all of a sudden we have concerns about Terry McLaurin because he was one of those guys that you could just have confidence in every single week. But the quarterback does matter, um, and right now the quarterback is an issue uh, in Washington. All right, that gets us through our game previews. It also means it's time for MVP Picks presented by Visa, a network giving small businesses tools to grow. Wrap up the show, as we always do, with some sleepers. We each have a pair. Uh, who's your first one? My first one is uh, is Josh Reynolds uh, for the Detroit Lions. Now, obviously, Jared Goff's uh, status does impact Josh Reynolds, but I think if Goff is out there, Reynolds could be in your starting lineup. The, the Falcons are a great matchup against receivers, and Reynolds has been more consistent than I think he gets credit for. In the last month, five targets at least in every single game. His low is eight fantasy points, but he has double digits in the three others. Scored 19 last week, and the Lions came out and said, like, we want to take more downfield shots, and that's exactly what they're doing since they've gotten Josh Reynolds. He has at least one target of 20-plus air yards in every game since he's been a Detroit Lions, and multiple in some of them. So in a good matchup with a guy that we know is going to get some downfield shots, I think he's in play as a sleeper. It's weird that uh, right now it's Goff and Reynolds playing for the Lions, but in some ways they sort of played for the Rams last week. They went out and... Uh... Got a big win against Arizona, helping out their old club. So I'm sure the folks in L.A. were, were grateful to see that. Um, my first sleeper is Albert Okuye Boonham, the other tight end in Denver. I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about Noah Fant, and, and he's been fine. He's been sort of up and down. And I know that you, know, you said earlier to avoid all Denver pass catchers, and I think for the most part you're right. This is very much a deep sleeper play. Uh, you're certainly hoping for a touchdown. But look, you go back to week nine. He's got a 13% target share, which is identical to Cortland Sutton. The difference is Okoye Boonham has nine more catches, 143 more receiving yards, and one more touchdown. The Broncos run a lot of two tight end sets, which means he's going to be on the field quite a bit. Uh, and the Raiders are struggling against the tight end position. So uh, if you just want to kind of be contrarian, if you want to maybe uh, try to find a, a value pick in DFS, uh, Albert O has some uh, deep sleeper upside in uh, in an offense that otherwise you just really kind of want to stay away from their passing game. Um, your next sleeper. Mine is a Laquan Treadwell. And, and yeah, that's where we're at now in, in the football season. But Laquan Treadwell in the last month has at least five targets in all four games. And he has somewhere between nine and 12 fantasy points in all four of those. So again, 
not a super high ceiling, but more of a safe floor type of receiver that you could rely on volume. And hey, he gets the Jets this week who have been struggling mightily against the pass, the run, everything as of late. So I think if you're in a deeper league or going for a cheaper DFS play, something like that, Treadwell can give you like a safe 10 points with maybe a little bit more upside just because of the matchup. Every time we talk about a Jaguar, I just get a little sad in my heart that it's not LaVisca Chenault because that's, that's where the season <laughs> is going. Uh, my last one is Kyle Pitts. And you want to talk about where we are here. I mean, I uh, didn't think we'd be getting to the point where we're talking about Kyle Pitts as a sleeper. He just felt at some point like he was just going to be an every week starter. I-, I know that, you know, coming into Tuesday's games, he was the tight end five, but I don't know that he necessarily had been uh, playing like a top five tight end. And the other part is he hasn't really lined up as much as a tight end. This could be a situation where maybe the Falcons use him as such. The Lions struggling against the position. Four different tight ends have had top 12 finishes against Detroit since week 12. Uh, You talked about Russell Gage as being a nice option this week. Maybe Kyle Pitts gets into the action. Uh, We are longing for another big Kyle Pitts game. It has been a while. Uh, Maybe this is a chance to sort of ease some of those frustrations, both for him uh, and for fantasy managers. If, you know, any fantasy managers out there are still, you know, still plugging him into their lineups, who knows? But it has not been great for Pitts uh, for much of the year. Um, You want more sleepers? I write about them every single week. You can check it out at NFL.com slash sleepers. And if you want more of just all of this stuff, you can check out NFL Fantasy Game Day. This week's just a two-man bob. It's me and Michael F. Florio. That's it. So you can come check us out uh, starting at noon Eastern on all the NFL apps and streaming on YouTube as well. So it should be fun. It'll just be like another version of this, basically, except we'll be in the same room uh, sitting on comfy chairs. And we'll have buckets of fake chicken and Crocs with, like, little drumsticks on them. It'll be a whole thing. Come check it out. Uh, so it should be fun. Um, I guess this is our last one, though, before uh, before Christmas, right? We, uh, You and I aren't going to reconvene here before, before Christmas Day. So uh, Merry Christmas to you, Michael F. Florio. Merry Christmas to you and to your family. I hope, uh, I hope you have a great one, and I hope, I hope we're both a little uh, maybe struggling on Sunday morning because then that'll <laughs> mean we had a good Saturday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Merry Christmas as well to uh, producer Justin, producer Hytham, to all the specialists who help us put on this show, wishing you all the best. And Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to all of you out there who listen, who stream this, who read what we do. We certainly appreciate all of you and uh, best of luck to you in the fantasy playoffs. In the meantime, for us, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, there shouldn't be a need to nail down coffin lid. Be safe, take care of yourselves, get vaccinated, have a very, very Merry Christmas, and we will see you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.